Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here with PC World, Mac World's Michael Simon Hello. and Juliette Beauchamp, running the uh, video operation here to talk about technology that scares us. Of course, Halloween's coming, so it's a good time to talk about that. Just a quick reminder, if you're watching us on YouTube, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel so you get future episodes. If you're watching us on LinkedIn Live, please uh, follow the Computer World page. And uh, so again, for the same reason, if you've got questions or comments along the way about maybe technology that frightens you, uh, please leave them in the comments. Uh, we will be checking to see if there's anything we can uh, uh, we can weigh in on. So, Michael, thanks for being here. I'm how, the only one how, who wore a costume. How spooktacular <laughs> here? What do you mean? I, I'm I'm I don't You're know. You're part what of the part of the Blue Man Group. Uh, I guess I'm part of the Blue Man Group without the uh, without the makeup. Um, technology, you know, I mean, I know it's sort of it's kind of a joke in some ways that. You know, everybody's sort of scared of something technology-wise. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that are sort of happening right now around social media platforms, around AI, facial recognition, that I think do actually offer some genuine frights and scares that people sure. should be aware of. So, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and you were like, oh, technology doesn't scare me. Yeah, well, so you know. So does uh, it or not? Well, the, the basis, the, 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 the bottom floor of yeah. where we're at right now is just... It's it, it's remarkable, you know. In the last what five years, maybe yeah. this stuff has just exploded. I'm talking about smart smart speakers, smart home yep. stuff. You know, the iPhone is 12 years old that launched all that smartphone stuff, and that's that's amazing that we have these you know powerful little handheld PCs in our pocket. Yep. But you know, without really even uh, making a like a like one monumental splash. We have Alexa, we have Google Assistant, we have Siri. All these things have kind of slowly integrated and just taken over our homes. And I walk into my house when I get home, the lights go on, my door locks, cameras outside are always recording. And you know, with, with little cost, little effort, and really little thought goes into it. And my home is, you know, it's completely secure. I'll give you an example. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, I have a bunch of Hall Halloween decorations outside, yeah. and I was checking on them with my family. We all went outside, the three of us. I have a, a, an a eight-year-old son. Yeah. My wife's son and I went outside, and I ran inside to, to grab something and absentmindedly closed the front door. Okay. Behind you as you went in? As or? I went out. Okay, as you went out. Okay. So when that happens, it's, it's, it sets off a, a timer in motion. Yeah. So in, in two minutes, if I don't come back- It's locked? It locks. Okay. Now, if I have a phone on me, I can get back in. I didn't. My wife didn't. Okay. The back door, same thing. Everything, so everything's locked. Yeah. And so I'm yelling to Alexa from my back porch <laughs> to, to open, now, to this open is my door. Now, video, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, I mean, had I... I'm sorry, Michael. I can't do that Well, now. that's exactly what it said because yeah. I hadn't updated my, my August smart lock with my new code. Yeah. So it was saying, you know, go to the Alexa app and, and program. But you couldn't do code, that because you I had no do. phone. I went to my neighbor's house to borrow their phone yeah. to log into my August app, and I couldn't remember my password. <laughs> no. I couldn't get into my... I think the most frightening thing here is uh, your memory here. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's part of it. But I mean, hey, we have unique passwords. Okay. That's what we preach. Yeah, that's yeah. what we write we about. Do. Passwords are good. And I couldn't get into my password manager without my... Uh, encrypted key, which I don't know. <laughs> so I was stuck. What I was, what I did do was. I don't know how you got in. I called AAA. Okay. And Literally I had AAA. Little and the reason why because why would I. Why you call AAA? I'll tell you. Okay. Because I 
for, for whatever reason, I hadn't put my car in the garage that okay. day. Oh, that's another thing. I have a smart garage door opener as well. I'm not I so sure these couldn't get into smart, that app man, either. But okay, go but, ahead. <clears throat> so I was able to call AAA, who was able to use an old-fashioned method of you know prying open my door. And, well, okay. th- they have a thing where they kind of slide it the in, Jimmy thing pump a bit gym. of air, yeah. open it up, and then you're able to get in. Okay. And then I was able to use my you know my infrared garage door opener, get in, and then I have a code for my garage door. Okay. I was able to do that. So two things here. One, smart homes only work if you're not a moron. Yeah. Two. If you're smart. <laughs> if you're smart. And, you, you know, but the smart other thing home, was. Smart home requires a smart owner. It, it, it absolutely does. But on the other hand, it worked. Yeah. Like I, like there, there are a bunch out. of steps there. Yeah. And they, you know, the, so, so, you know, people say, you know, this, that these smart homes know everything about you. Sure. They didn't know it was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't let me in. And, you know, so, so the point of the convoluted story is. We're still in control of this technology. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's sentient. There's nothing that uh, Alexa's right. not. We're not near Skynet. Uh, yeah, or, right. And even know. Skynet wasn't sentient when well, it started. True, you know, yeah. if you go, you know, uh, the, 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 exactly. the, the, the basis of the Terminator program wasn't to, you know, although that Wipe is. Out a, humanity. Yeah, it's, it's not the greatest name. Branding, branding issues, Skynet. Yeah. But, you know, that, that wasn't the point. Yeah. Will we reach a point where Alexa is so smart? That it knows my voice, it knows my, I mean, it, and it does in a way. Yeah. You know, it does. It, yeah. it does. It can recognize cadence, and it can. You know, there are multiple users, but it's not to the point where I can just say Alexa and it can say, oh, "Hello, Michael. What do you need?" Yeah. How far away are we from that? And that's that's where the I think the fear is w- will come into play. Right now, we're we're putting forth fears that are somewhat unfounded. They're sort of future-oriented. They're basically fears that could happen 5, 10, 20 years down the road if technology continues to track the way it's tracking now. Right, right. We're, I'd say we're, you know, a decade, maybe more, away from, like, true AI. Oh, yeah. AI, as we call it, it's programmed. Yeah. You know, it it needs to be updated. It it learns to a certain extent our patterns, you know, like my phone will say in the morning, "Do you want to open Twitter?" Because you do that every damn morning. Right, How about now? I've got different yeah, things. Yeah, but, but that's yeah. that's very. But basic that's predictive. Stuff. That's yeah. just a predictive logarithm. Right. So, there there's still humans that we're still in control of our fate, so yeah. to speak. I would I would argue uh, along those lines, and in case you're just tuning in, that we're talking about technology that scares us and frightens us, and why. Uh, I would argue that we have already passed the point where technology is faster than we can uh, understand the world around us. And because I, I was thinking about this coming in, and one of the things that, that scares me, it's not so much a technology as it is a platform, and it's Facebook. You know, the ability for information to travel or disinformation to travel mm-hmm. faster than we can then we can basically check it. And, you know, I think there are a lot of ramifications for uh, what that means for societies in general, for, you know, the, the fate of the world as we know it, not, not to be too dramatic about it. And I think there's actually, you know, based on what Mark Zuckerberg has talked about even recently, um, I don't think Facebook has come to grips with the fact that it is more than just a platform. It is a publisher in some ways. And its decision to allow uh, advertising by candidates to be literally uh, untrue yep. because they don't want to be in the business of policing free speech, they say, free speech. Uh, I think that adds to the the disinformation campaigns that are going on out there. And I find that, you know, I find that kind of scary. I don't think that's a good thing. I, yeah, I don't have a solution. Yeah. 
Although I would argue that, you know, you probably should require advertising on your site to be truthful, at least if it's coming from, you know, political candidates. I mean, there's, not, there's ads on ABC that are done truthfully. You know, right. Colgate says we have the blah, blah toothpaste and Crest The best toothpaste, them, yes. You know. And that's been going on since the dawn of time. What's the, the bigger problem now is that it's becoming so difficult to know what's real and what's not, yeah. even from so-called trusted sources like yeah. the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Yeah. You know, I don't trust anything. But we're journalists. We're, 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 of course. I would never lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Present <laughs> company excluded. <laughs> okay, thanks. But, you know, we're point. journalists. We're trained to have a critical, it's untrusting to be cynical eye. and skeptical. Yes. You know, prove it. You say the sky is blue, Absolutely. prove it. Show me. And that's what, we, that's what we've done, our, our, our careers. We've built our careers on it. And now we're just more heightened because there's so much information. But most people believe what they're told. Or what they see. It, it's especially, a very passive way of, of taking in information. Especially if it's from a source that they believe in, that they trust, mm -hmm. like Fox News, mm -hmm. like MSNBC, or you know, some some per they see a or TV the website celebrity. they go to every day. Yeah, they, but but it's it's amplified by Twitter, who creates personalities out of those brands. Yeah, they're not just a TV network. Right. You know, CNN talks to me. Mm -hmm. Well, not me. I don't. I don't follow CNN. Yeah. You're not <laughs> hearing voices in your head, are you? Okay. <laughs> what I mean is that brands are, you know, like they Wendy's will fight with McDonald's. Like they're yeah. they're they're larger than just companies. So when they tell you something, you trust them like you would a friend. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of that that that's where that that that's where technology scares me. Is we're, we're losing the the ability to discern to, right what's real what's fake what's what's important what's and people. what's not too i yeah. would argue too that you know one of the things with social media platforms and this goes beyond just facebook is that there is and this goes back to my point there is so much information now that is delivered you know in real time all yeah. the time wherever you are that it's almost impossible for many people and myself included to try to separate the signal from the noise you know and and I think that that we're in some ways the human consciousness collectively is being overwhelmed by the amount of information we now have yeah. in our you know in our hands and uh, I don't think we figured out yet how to deal with that and I'm not I don't I don't I don't know even know if is. we can because there it's generally the human element that messes everything up people Often. people sewing stories and, and information that is untrue knowingly yeah like they that's what their their stock and trade is like people make they have businesses based on that yeah and you know so the technology is only good as what we fit into it and going back to the story of me not getting into my house mm -hmm. had i you know and now i have those steps set up had i set up one of those steps properly i would have been fine because i would have had my password i would have gotten in but i didn't yeah and that's the, so you, you know, were the uh you were the weak link. Yeah, in, in that particular person, chain of events, the technology did what it was supposed to do. Right, right. Facebook is doing what it's supposed to do. Right. The people behind that's true. It You're right. Is the problem. Point. Right. So we blame Facebook. We blame Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, of course, he has some culpability. Yeah. He owns it. Yeah. And he's also being very callous about how the way forward is. You yeah. know, he's kind of playing both sides of it and speaking out of both sides of his mouth, and people get frustrated with that. But it's the people that cause the issue, that insert the problems, that bring the, 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 the the um the, the fear to yeah. this well i mean when you think about it too and, and we can move away from facebook but you know one final point there is that facebook is designed to uh encourage engagement yes and engagement happens when people get irritated angry i mean sure you can like 
you know, you can watch lots of pretty happy cat videos and dog videos, but you know, when somebody calls you an idiot, that's likely to engage you more Absolutely, yeah. and more and, and, and the repetition there. So it, it, it's almost an, uh, a, a, an enragement machine that keeps people coming back. Uh, something else that uh, scares me, and in case you're just tuning in, I should remind you we're talking about technology that scares us in honor of uh, Halloween. Uh, yeah, boo. Um, <laughs> facial recognition. You know, I think, uh, you know, aside from AI, and, and I think the, the ability, you know, there are a lot of companies that have done a lot with facial recognition, and seeing that in the hands of governments that are not... Well, almost any government. I, I'm sort of suspicious of any government that has that kind of ability to track people in real time. And, of course, you know, I, I know a lot of people say my phone is being tracked by the government. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I think there's a danger there, too. I mean, a lot of this stuff starts to look like uh, Big Brother 1984 uh, real quickly if, if, if in the wrong hands. Yep. And once again, I don't see how you end the march of technology forward. I don't think facial recognition is going anywhere. It's not going to go away. It's going to scale up. It's going to be able to be scaled up much more quickly than it is even now. And I think that's going to open the door for a lot of uh, potential su suppression of, you know, entire nations or yeah, the world. I, I mean, maybe that's too scary. You know, on the one hand, I think we put too much we we give the government too much stock i mean they can't even run themselves properly now we're gonna they're gonna track 300 billion people yeah. but let's say that is you know let's say they are maybe let's not now but in, yeah, yeah, the, sure. in, in our mythical five to ten year future yeah. i think it may and be more possible yeah i mean of course there's a there's a fear that you can use that information people who work in for the government ways. can you know have vendettas against people they know personal things yeah. on a wider scale certainly you know minority groups who have been suppressed over the course of history mm -hmm. you know now it becomes that much easier to do so on the other hand facial recognition is something that is important to developing security yep and so there's a there's, there's always a balance a, it's, there. it's never purely one or the other. Yeah. There's always and you can say the same thing about fingerprints. You know, I'm, they've been using fingerprints forever. Yeah, and that's a way to track people as well. It's harder, and it's you know you need to be physically near someone. But um, what what we've seen in the rise of facial recognition since I don't know three years ago even yeah. when did Face ID come out? I mean that was three years it was ago. three years ago. Yeah. I mean it's it's just exploded. Yeah, and it's it's good. It's fast. It's smart. It's, it's cool. secure. It's cool. And you know ID. the the, the uh, Android's starting to get into it now, and you know it's varying results and you know some issues, but it's the the fact that we have a, a a thing in our pocket that can you know scan our face, 3D know it's us, unlock our phone, you know that's that's like the ultimate security for yep. your information, which is here. I mean yep. everything you want, everything you know, everything you have, it's here. Yeah. And you want that to be as secure as possible. Yes, uh, a 15-digit passcode is the most secure. No one's going to do that. No. We want biometrics. And right now, facial recognition is is the one. Yeah, good point. I should I should ask Juliet, uh, you know, since she is part of this too, whether or not there are any uh, technology fears that uh, you're worried about. I am with you on the facial facial recognition. I know, I don't know if you guys have been to the airport recently, but it seems like there's these booths where you can sort of bypass security. It's sort of like similar to TSA PreCheck, but you can do it immediately. And it seems like there's some sort of biometric data gathered about you. And that is a little scary to me because it's not even as though it's the TSA or some sort of, for some reason, a private company having my biometric data scares me more than 
a public entity like the TSA. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, well, sure. The thing about a private company is you have absolutely, I mean, no way of dictating how that data and that information is protected, shared, uh, used. You know, at least with the government, theoretically, at least here in the U.S., you have some way of, you know, petitioning the government to, like, you know, turn something off or delete the files or come up with privacy legislation or something like that. But with private companies, uh, you don't. Uh, I'm always amazed by people who are on Facebook concerned about privacy as they're posting everywhere that they are, <laughs> yeah. what they're eating, what they're doing, yeah. where they've been, where you know where they live. I mean, and uh, so you know. I mean, everyone has a has a line. Everybody, know, what? Every, everyone has a has a line yeah. of what they're willing to to share. And I don't think you know most people who post to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, they don't necessarily correlate their privacy with what they share. Like it's well, I'm choosing to share this. Yeah. I'm not choosing to share this. Like, well, you know, it doesn't quite work that way. Well, like once you're out there, in total, all of that stuff can doors. be aggregated by the companies that are, right. you know, collecting right. that data. So maybe each discrete place you post or every picture you take in and of itself doesn't say a lot about you. But everything the, the you have picture. done over the right. last ten years yeah. can give an advertiser or a company or a government uh, a very good idea for who you are Absolutely. and what matters to you. Yeah. Uh, I should pause and see if we've got any questions or comments from anybody that may be frightened by technology. And if not, then we'll assume all is well. No, not not too much. Uh, somebody's mentioned AI. Yeah. yeah. About AI, machine learning, smartphones. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't see that as much as a, a scary right now. I really don't think we're going to wind up uh, with like Vicky and iRobot, you know, taking over the robot. I mean, eventually. It's possible. You know, we're, but we're, all, <laughs> well, we were talking. Uh, we had a we did an interview yesterday with uh, Keith Shaw, who's uh, at a robotics uh, site now, and he was talking about the the, the the fact that artificial intelligence is is still really a ways out. Yeah. R- true it's artificial not even intelligence. Really artificial. Sentient, it's sentient yeah, intelligence. We're nowhere near that. Is nowhere near that. Yeah. So I think the idea that uh, artificial intelligence can evolve um, to and take over the world. We might never get there, certainly not in our lifetimes. Right. I yeah. don't think we will, not in our lifetimes yeah. at least. Um, great. Okay. That was an awesome discussion. Uh, any final thoughts, Juliet, before we uh, wrap it up for the day? Um, I was thinking i mean we can wrap it up shortly but i think one that you guys i guess kind of touched on maybe with a little bit with um ai is autonomous driving and ken i know we've recently had a discussion about um autonomous cars and i think i also had a discussion with lucas a week or so back about autonomous driving and that is something that certainly concerns me a bit um i think once everyone is in an autonomous car, I'm not going to be as mm-hmm. worried or concerned about it. But, I mean, as it is, I'm already worried about other drivers on the road. So, because I live in Massachusetts now, <laughs> it's it's different out here than in Pennsylvania. So, um, I think that's something that is a bit scary to me. But, you know, a bit similar to AI. I think, with yeah, I was just going to say, it, that's one of those things that's like technology where... Uh, there are good. There is good and bad. I think autonomous driving and autonomous systems are not inherently bad. I think obviously one of the problems we have right now is you've got real world, r- real life drivers, humans, uh, on the highways. At the same time, you've got you know autonomous driving vehicles, and I don't think those two play very well together. So it's this transition time. I agree. Once the entire world, assuming it gets that, it gets that way, is 
fully auto autonomous when it comes to driving, the chances of accidents and things like that will probably go down. It's the fact that you've got the human error problem, which you were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. the human and is the weak link, weak yeah, link in the chain. One hundred percent of actions accidents are caused by us. Yes, whether we're speeding or drinking or not paying attention or texting, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, humans cause the accidents, and not. That, right. I mean, rarely does a brake fail. Right. You know, probably was a point oh one percent probably where there's a car problem, yeah. and that causes the accident. But so you know, we're if you're afraid of of, of an autonomous car, we get into Uber drivers. We don't know who these people are. Mm -hmm. Taxis, buses. Yep. It's far more likely for someone to drive <laughs> off a cliff than for a car <laughs> to decide I don't like you anymore. I'm, you're, I'm you're taking done. you to a next. You're out of here. I'm all for autonomous cars because you know it would. First of all, it, it would end congestion, rubbernecking. All, all, all oh, the man. things that drive road this rage, all the topic, things that drive us nuts. Don't take my car. I like to drive. I, I love to drive. I love to drive. Don't I drove an car. hour and a half to get here this yeah. morning just to be with well, you. Well, I appreciate that. I drove an hour. <laughs> but we can still have a car. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> it we just can't do anything it, with it. We it just get in and let it take us well, places. But, I mean, unless you're, I'm like, I'm assuming you're a, you know, you're a, a stand-up guy. I assume I'd you like follow the so. rules of the road. You stop a stop sign, stop at red lights, do, you know, five to ten miles over the speed limit. Uh, maybe 15. All right. Yeah. So what's the difference? <laughs> you still, you, so you get to enjoy your car. Yeah. And someone else takes care of all that stuff yeah. for you. And okay. there's no more road rage. You don't get angry at some guy tailgating you. I actually you. don't do. I don't do road rage. I just get out of the so way. So what's the point of driving? Autonomous driving. <laughs> well, this is Massachusetts. Uh, autonomous driving doesn't scare me. I have to admit. Uh, and when you think about the safety safety systems that are now in cars that yeah. can, you know, see ahead, automatic yeah, braking, yeah. lane mm -hmm. keep assistance, the stuff that's already impressive. there is actually really really impressive. And, and and I think it does cut down on accidents. Totally. Because of the human factor. I can't even tell you how many times I've. So now you can text and drive all as much as you want, right? <laughs> the, uh, you know, just putting on my blinker to go in the other lane, you know, that little blind spot. Yeah. You know, two, you? Uh, one out of 50 times, I would have not noticed that guy yeah. was there because yeah. it's a smaller car or I didn't turn my hand all the way, whatever it is. And I got that little beep yep. and I know immediately. And you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my way. So I think the point being, technology can, it can be scary. The potential for technology to be scary is is real. But as always, there is a, there is a positive side to the technology yeah, that scares also, us. Yeah, and also, you know, the, the, uh, when used people are the problem. <laughs> when, when technology is used for good rather than ill, it uh, is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Cool. But okay. we're we're the problem, folks. Be okay. be afraid of us. Yeah, technology's fine. It's human beings yes, that are going right. to screw everything up. <laughs> At least when it comes to driving, right? Uh, Every, no, that's all of it. Everything. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> passwords, security. You know, uh, the human factor. Okay. Uh, on that on that cheerful <laughs> note, next week's show, <laughs> we'll see if we survive. Um, Michael, thank you for being here. Thank you. Juliet, thanks for weighing in and being here as well. Thank um, you. Just a quick reminder that. Uh, uh, coming up next Thursday, yes. I believe, we're going to be doing a, uh, a live, uh, a LinkedIn live and a, a YouTube live uh, tech talk with uh, JM Port from CSO to talk about printer security, scary printers <laughs> coming up next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you like the shows that you're, you're seeing, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please follow the Computer World LinkedIn live page. Uh, and we'll be back soon. Thanks for watching. <laughs>